It's time for Football Asia with Paul Williams. Time to chat to Paul Williams. Football Asia brought to you this week by Paramount Plus. Catch A-Leagues, the FA Cup, the Socceroos, all live this summer only on Paramount Plus. And time to have a look ahead to what is coming up tonight and over the next couple of days as we begin to wrap up the group stage. Paolo, Paul Williams, welcome. Good to chat to you. How you going, guys? We're well. We are very good. We're looking forward to tonight's match with Socceroos taking on Uzbekistan at 10.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Firstly, Paul, before we get to the other nations, what's your, been uh, your take on the Socceroos? Clean sheets in their opening two games. Both games a bit of a grind to get through, but uh, the Socceroos nonetheless have secured their passage into the round of 16. They have, and that's probably all you can ask for, really. I mean, tournament football is about getting the results. The performances haven't necessarily been there, and I think we would all like the team to be playing better, but you can't argue necessarily when you're getting results either. And when you look at what's happened in the other groups that we'll get onto in a moment as well, it goes to show that getting those results isn't always as easy as it seems on paper in, in these tournaments. So, you know, the Socceroos, two wins, two clean sheets. Uh, as I said, the, the performances attacking-wise necessarily haven't been there. I think defensively we've been very, very sound. Um, and, you know, we, you know, defences win championships. If you're not conceding goals, um, you give yourself a, a chance to go all the way. So I think from an Australian point of view, we've done exactly what can be asked up until this point. But I think from this point onwards, certainly the tests are going to get tougher and hopefully we can see a little bit more from the team um, in an attacking sense. Yes, and uh, Uzbekistan were probably looked at as Australia's biggest challenge in this uh, Group B. So what can we expect from Uzbekistan tonight? I expect a tough challenge because they still need um, potentially to get something out of this game to to go through. Um, they look like they're, they're set to go through, but, you know, they're... They had a scratchy first-up performance. They were much better against India. I think they're going to provide a a challenge, assuming that they do go in at full strength, which I expect they will. They've got some, particularly down there, their left-hand side, Fazuliev, Masharapov, two fantastic players who tore India to shreds. And we know our right side necessarily hasn't been our best so far this campaign. So that's um, something to look out for tonight. But they've got players all across the park. Shukarov in the, the middle is a player I really like as well. So I think they're going to provide a stern test because they are a team that's been building over the last couple of years. We know their history since we've been in Asia. They've kind of always been the bridesmaids that are there or thereabouts, but not taken that next step. But they've been building over the last couple of years with a new young generation coming through. And they look really set now to um, to make an impact. So... I'm excited to see what they can do for this rest of the competition and I'm so excited to see how Australia go up against them. Paul, the uh, knockout stages look a little different. Japan's loss to Iraq means that they're finishing second, uh, end up on the other side of the draw. Is that a, That's a big bonus for us, surely? Potentially, assuming we don't slip up tonight um, and finish second in our group and still end up on the same side of the draw as Japan, which is still a possibility. So um, assuming that Australia does win tonight, of course, we'll end up on the opposite side to Japan, which is good in one sense, but it also means that, you know, the team that knocked them off Iraq come over onto our side of the draw. And in the form that Iraq is in as well, that's going to present an opportunity. They look like being just as difficult a, a challenge as Japan are going to be. So um, it is a bonus in, in one sense, but I don't necessarily think it makes it any easier um, as you're getting into the later stages. We're still on track for potentially Saudi Arabia in the quarterfinals. And if we get beyond that, 
it looks like being Iraq rather than Japan. But as I said, in the form that Iraq is in, um, and with the, the crowd we know they're going to have behind them, they'll have a capacity crowd when we play them um, that'll make it like a like you're playing in in Basra or Baghdad. Um, that's going to be just as difficult a challenge. So the knockout stages is where it's um, it's going to get really really interesting. Uh, Iraq, the team that I think a lot of people, you know, when you look at an Asian Cup or the Asian teams at a World Cup, you sort of there's been I guess an established group, the group of four you'd say over the last couple of years. Um, Japan, South Korea, Saudi Arabia, and, and Australia are Iraq that team that are ready to to puncture that group of four and, and really assert themselves to be in that top echelon. Yeah, and I think when you look ahead to the next World Cup as well, we know the tournament expands. So Asia's allocation goes from from four to eight. So you're looking at an extra couple of nations to to slip in. And I certainly think Iraq, uh, in the way that they're tracking under their their coach Hazis Kazas certainly are giving themselves a chance to get back to the World Cup. They've only qualified once in the past. That was in, in 1986. But you look at this team and they look primed to, as you said, to, to punctuate that, that top echelon of, of Asian nations. And they've given, some, given themselves a real opportunity now in, in this tournament. We know they won it back in, in 2007. Um, and, and there's sort of similarities between that side and, and this one as well. But they're drawn now that they've finished top of the group um, looking through, if they do get through until the semi-final, they won't play a group winner until they get to the semi-final, which could potentially be Australia. So they've got a really good draw that's opened up for them now um, to go deep into this tournament. And, and they're hitting form at the right time as well coming into this tournament. So they're an exciting team to look out for. China are teetering on the brink at the moment. They currently sit in the uh, the best of the third-place ranked teams, but they've still got the likes of Oman, Syria and Palestine breathing down their necks with the game to play and potentially all the chance to overtake China. Have China been underwhelming at this Asian Cup? I think underwhelming's been kind to, to sum up China's <laughs> performance at this World Cup. They've been absolutely abject. They have been um, the, probably the worst Chinese side that we've seen for the last couple of decades. Um, you know, they've you know, they, they drew their opening two games, which you'd look at on paper and go, OK, that's still a couple of points. But they didn't score a goal. They didn't score a goal in the entire group stage as well. The first time they haven't won a game in a group stage, the first time they haven't scored a goal in the group stage. And we know the troubles that Chinese football has had over the last couple of years since that big boom they had in the middle of the last decade. Um, you know, the bust has hit them really hard, um, particularly with the, the impact of covid um, and it shows no signs of getting better anytime soon. There's major, major structural issues um, in, in Chinese football. Another football club um, has just fallen by the wayside, Shenzhen, over the last couple of days as well. So there's major issues in Chinese football, and the national team is, is not immune to that. They were really, really poor, and I know they're still mathematically in with a chance of going through to the knockout rounds, but they have absolutely no right whatsoever to be there, given how poor they've been. What about the the nations on the rise? We haven't really seen a massive blowout at this Asian Cup. I think the the biggest margin I think is four nil, four one. That's been around that mark. There hasn't been any, you know, in the past. We haven't been um, we've been subjected to a couple of you know six nils and, and seven ones and the like. But but this one, this world, this uh, Asian Cup has been a lot tighter than that. And a lot of the the, the you know the would be minnow nations, although that sort of next bracket down, have actually have probably closed the gap. Would you say? Yeah, it's, it's a question that comes up every tournament as to whether the gap is closing. It's, it's hard to sort of look at any, any kind of data to suggest whether it is or whether it isn't. But 
you know, certainly the the results that we're getting, we aren't getting those big blowout scores, as you said. And I know when the competition expanded to 24 teams, there was a lot of conjecture as to whether it was going to dilute the quality of the competition, whether we were going to see more of those blowout results, but it hasn't eventuated that way. And I think by giving those nations the opportunity to compete at this level more often, that's only going to help them improve over time as well. So I think generally speaking, you know, all of Asia is improving. The, the bottom is perhaps improving more than um, the top end or at a faster rate than the top end. So that's helping close and condense that gap as well. And I think that sort of that middle band, that second tier that you referred to is kind of bloating a little bit as more teams are, are improving from underneath and coming into that. And we're, we're seeing that in this competition, you know, Jordan taking South Korea to a, a draw and almost snatching uh, a victory. Uh, Indonesia took to Iraq. I know they lost that game, but they were excellent in their performance in, the, in that game as well. So we're really seeing that, you know, despite the disparity that there might be in, you know, FIFA rankings and whatnot, um, that when it comes to actually playing the game of football, that it is a lot closer than what, it's, what, what it would appear. Paul, a pleasure chatting to you and uh, providing an update for us on the Asian Cup. We'll hear your voice again over the next couple of weeks as we close out the group stage now and heading to knockouts next week. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Enjoy the action. Cheers, Paul. Paul Williams from Football Asia chatting all things uh, the Asian Cup. So tonight's matches, Australia take on Uzbekistan at 10.30pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Of course, this being the final round of group stage matches, the matches are played simultaneously. So Syria and India on at the same stage and Australia wanting to win that to uh, get top spot in the group and try and make the most of their run through the knockout phase. And then later on in the morning, 2am, Iran against the UAE and Hong Kong against Palestine. And then the remainder of the matches through the the next couple of days with the group stage ending on Friday morning and the knockouts beginning on the weekend on Sunday. Uh, We'll take our final break and wrap up the show on the other side of this on the Global Game.